0: Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the USMLE Guys podcast. My name's Dr. Paul. In today's episode, we're doing another USMLE Coaches Corner episode. This is something we previously recorded from our YouTube channel, and I wanted to share with you here today. We will be talking about one of the common problems that our one-on-one coaching students are experiencing, sharing with you what's going on and how to fix it so that you can move forward with your own USMLE preparation without any worries. And if you want to work with us one-on-one or you want to learn more about how we can help you prep for your USMLE exams, don't forget to visit our website, usmleguys.com. All right, let's dive in with today's episode. Hey everybody! Welcome back to another episode of the USMLE Coaches Corner. My name is Dr. Paul. I am here with Dr. Stavros. Yeah. We are the USMLE guys, and in today's Coaches Corner episode, we are going to teach you how to create a Step One study schedule based on a couple different factors. Whether you're still in your basic sciences or whether it's time to buckle down for dedicated prep, let's dive in. I'm going to ask you. Let's say let's 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 talk two scenarios. Let's say we have a student who's just starting their basic science. They just started med school because a lot of students reach out to us on Instagram and ask us how to start prep for step one at that point. And then let's, let's, so let's talk about that. And then let's talk about someone who, let's say, didn't do everything they should during their basic sciences. And now it's time to sit down for dedicated prep. So let's start at the beginning. Someone in med school starting out, what would you recommend someone who says, how do I get ready or how do I study for the step one?
1: Well, it's easy for them at that point because they're physically in class, right? So whether they're going to physical class or they choose to watch the classes live on on computer, because many schools do that too, take detailed notes, keep up with the material each and every day practice the material, review the material on Fridays and Saturday, make sure you read the material. So then when you start the following week, you keep reading, keep knowing what the information is about to keep on top of it, because then it's a golden opportunity, right? You're Mm -hmm. in class anatomy, histology. If you pay attention and build the connections and build that foundation and take those detailed notes, then later when you finish the semester, and you move on to second semester, isn't it easier to go back to your your notes from first semester and review them? Mm -hmm. So that's why those who reach out to us were like, guys, it's simple. Just go to class or go to attend the class and take notes and understand every single page, every single concept. It's gonna help you build the foundation for later. It's very simple.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's the best case scenario is how do you get ready for an exam that's got so much information but you're just starting med school? Focus on doing excellent in all your classes because here's the thing. Students think, well, I need to focus on the high yield stuff. Yes, there are certain topics that are more likely to be tested but if you master everything you're learning in med school not only will you cover that stuff but you'll cover the other stuff that acts as sort of let's say support for that so you have a better foundation so you can better answer questions so if you are sitting in med school right now and you're in your first semester and you're wondering how do i get step one ready what you need to do is just absolutely crush your classes pay attention go to class if you have the option ask questions read ahead and also as you move through Make sure you are taking notes like Dr. Stavros said, but also as you review, as you progress, condense your notes. So if you've got, let's say, 100 PowerPoint slides from a, a certain topic, go through that, take notes, and then study that. And then as you get better and better, condense that further. Let's break it down by block. Let's say you have three weeks in a block. If you follow this strategy of going to class, paying attention, taking notes, and then condensing those notes, By the time your blocks roll around and everyone's scrambling, you might have one piece of paper front and back with a bunch of high-yield bullets. You know when you look at a bullet, you can expand on it because you took the steps to create it. Now, let's say you did that for every class from semesters one through five. By the end, you got a book like this of all your high-yield information that you created. You've created your own first aid. You just did it so slowly over time and accumulated that all of a sudden you've got this golden thing. And trust me, people would probably pay you for it. Here's the thing though. If you are creating this as you go and then you're consistently reviewing as you move through your semesters, by the time it comes to actually sitting down for your dedicated prep, you've A, got the best resource to study from because you made it and you know it. And B, you don't really have to study because you've done the work because you just went to school. Now you can dive in, do your questions, make sure you fill in any gaps and you're good to go. But don't try to sift through all of the medical information to find the high yield stuff. It's in there. Know it all. The more you know, the better you're gonna do. Bottom line. As
1: simple as that. And then we had a student recently join our, our coaching uh, sessions. Step one, American medical student, American medical school student. And she's in her fourth semester. So what, what we're doing is basically implementing that material, that, that structure now for her current semester. And then at the same time, guess what? You know, I told her, I said, well, you have the previous semester, you've done, let's say, cardiology, right? You're system-based. So instead of going back to the first day of medical school, why don't we just re-solidify what you learned last semester? Mm-hmm. So it's fresh, right? And then not only that, she has the, the crash course, which is great, because then she reviews her notes. She actually reviews first aid, and then test yourself with the quizzes that we have. And then she's like, wow, now only am I doing pulmonology now, because I told her you have to focus severely and heavily on the current semester in hand, build a foundation, it's gonna pay off later because you can't do it all. So 80% of the day, she goes to class, does everything. And then 20% of the day, she's reviewing a little cardiology. And so on the weekends, You review your notes, review the lectures moving forward, and I guarantee by the time you finish this semester, you'll cover pulmonology, cardiology, and have that discipline to say, you know what? I want to do more. I want to review more. And by the time she gets to the semester where she has to take her comp exam, she'll be good to go. Yeah. So I I love when I see results like that. I really
0: do. And we talked about this off camera. Most, not most, all students who follow our advice to a T— get really good results. And it's not a surprise because, you know, this is what we do professionally is is mentor students to do well on their exams. So right. the stuff that we tell our students is the exact same stuff we're talking about in these coaches corner. So if you're not watching every single coaches corner, you're missing out on really valuable information that uh, students pay for. So keep that in mind. Now, with that said, we're not giving away everything because it's just impossible to do because there's not enough time. But we're giving away good stuff here. So make sure you guys take this to heart.
1: And one thing is they they do exact, they implement exactly what we tell them, but you know, it's not easy. So at the beginning, it's challenging, right? Because it's a new routine. Sometimes they're not comfortable, but the sooner they say, you know what, doctors, I will embrace this. I just teach you what I got to tell me what I got to do. Navigate me. That's what we tell them. Let us stress for you. All you need to do literally is wake up every morning, with a plan, and the plan is already created for you. We create them for for them, and they they have to execute. If you don't execute, then we find out why you don't execute with the daily feedback. So if you're executing, you might not see the results every day. We know that, right? You plant a seed, you will see it grow. You gotta keep watering it. And next thing you know, weeks go by, you're like, wow. Not only am I seeing the connections, not only am I seeing the numbers grow, getting higher scores, but I can feel the answers because I'm reading the questions, I know what I'm doing. Whereas other students, They do this, they do that. There's nobody telling them, hey, listen, keep going, keep staying on this path, and they jump off the path, try different resources, different questions, feeling that, hey, maybe I gotta do something different, but in reality, it's within themselves, you know? So take that to thought, guys, because honestly, this is what makes you a 250 versus multiple attempts on step one, step two.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's kinda like everything in life. If you jump from one thing to the next, you're never gonna master and get good at one thing you know you can't you can't play an instrument for two weeks and say "Ah, I suck at this and then move to the next you'll never get good right you kind of just have to stick with one strategy so what is the strategy that's going to work for you find it out figure it out and then or you know we can show you or figure it out on your own if you want to try that and stick with it sticking with a strategy is the name of the game like you said it's you plant seeds and you're not gonna see the fruits of those of your labor for weeks but one day it'll, you'll realize, wow, I, you know, I know a lot because I just got a 240 on my MBME. Oh. Hmm, okay, I guess I know more than I thought. You see,
1: but I understand and we understand how these students and doctors feel because I give an example. You know that I love to ski. I've been skiing since I was two years old. I tried once to snowboard and I was on my rear end all day. I gave up because I'm like, okay, I've been skiing professionally, literally double diamonds for a long time in my life. And I take this different sport, it's on snow, it's on a board, and I can't even go two feet without falling hmm. down. So I chose not to take classes. I'm like, you know what, I don't want to do it. I tried, you know, different ways. I'm going to do it on my own. I didn't have any guidance. I'm like, I was done. I'm like, I was honest with myself to say, I don't want to start this skill. I want to continue doing my other skills. So I tell this with our students, if you're having difficulty, don't spend two, three months trying to do it yourself. Because I applaud that, right? We tell our students, our students that reach out to us prior to being our students, if you're trying two, three, four, five months, you don't see results. When are you going to throw the, the, when are you going to actually realize, I got to do something different? Mm-hmm. You know, that's the same thing I tell most students all the time. We have to change. We have to adapt and evolve or else you won't see results and you won't score. So yeah. just be honest with yourself. It helps always out there. We're there for you. Yeah. You got
0: to reach out to it. Um, before we end this, let's say we have a student who, you know, did pretty good in med school, basic sciences, yep. and now it's time for dedicated prep. Sure. So let, I'll, I'll, I'll hand this off to you, and then I'll, I'll see if there's anything I can add. You, you student, you know, B plus, A minus student, pretty okay. good, jumping into their dedicated prep. Where do we go from here?
1: So if it's a B plus, A minus student, then we're assuming that, that perhaps they've taken good notes, and they're doing well, they have a good foundation, okay? Yeah. So at that point, then, you know, if they came to us, I'd say, well, if you want to take your tests in less than three months, because uh, three months, because I don't see why you should take you more than three months, then you really have to attack each and every day, have a schedule really to the T and say, how am I going to divide my, my days up to cover the topics, biochemistry, microbiology, immunology, how many hours a day, how many questions do I have to do? So this is where we come in again and say, okay, we have to create a schedule and every day that goes by, you have to meet your goals, your short-term goals. Only then we'd be able to actually take the test in less than three months. And that's only if you have a good foundation, that you really were a good student, you took notes and you understood the material. If we took somebody that let's say didn't have that, then it's actually a lot more difficult, right? Because we don't know where their foundation lacks and we don't know where the weaknesses are, like the actual cracks in the foundation.
0: Yeah, What I know a lot of students are gonna wonder, so that's good. What about uh, specific resources? Any recommendations?
1: Sure. I mean, it depends. If you want to, I mean, obviously, if you have good notes, your notes are number one. Number two, obviously, is the first aid, because the first aid is I tell students, you know, we tell them it's a, glor- it's a beautiful universal notebook, meaning like every student around us, you and I, right, we take different notes, you know, something you might be strong and I'm weakened and vice versa. So the fir- first aid is just a really beautiful notebook. That's giving you majority information that you should know, and hopefully the school parallels to some degree with the curriculum, right? Mm-hmm. So you have your notes, you have first aid, and then you <clears> have a cuban, and boss, um, you know, you were all great. Now, if you aren't strong and you realize, uh oh, my biochem is weak because my school taught me but didn't teach me USMLE prep, they taught me biochemistry like from Lippincott, then you might have to take a step back and either go back to the textbooks. Um, there's also detailed resources or video series out there that you can you know, implement to relearn and refresh the information. Only then you'll be able to answer the questions, right? If you don't have the information solid, how can you go do questions? That's the number one pitfall students do. They aren't strong in biochem, they do two blocks of biochem and they get 34% and they wonder why. You don't know the material, man. You just don't know it. You gotta go back and learn it again.
0: When, um, when you are taking on a brand new student ready for dedicated prep, uh, and the student asks, should I take an NBME now? Should I take one in a, in a month? Like, what, what's your recommendation for students? How do the NBMEs fit into this plan?
1: I personally, I mean, uh, the only reason why, well, I would tell students the reason to take an NBME, because if they tell me, hey doc, you know, I, I haven't studied in a while, I don't know the material, why take an NBME and score low, and then see that everything has to be worked on, right? when I start immediately say, okay, when was the last time we did biochemistry? four semesters ago let's start biochemistry so ideally there's a certain time frame and we tell this with our students every student's different that's why a one-on-one coaching works because it's not a cookie cutter plan yeah some students can finish a topic in four days some take two weeks it's quality over quantity that's all I can say so that's why in this situation you have to really have a certain time frame to find out the baseline of a student can they read everything and understand things in seven days eight days nine days ten days
0: that's what we have to tell our students. You have to
1: really know the fund,
0: know the information. Oh, cool. so just just to clarify, so that's strongly recommend not to take an NBME if you're yes, yes. if you're not if you're <laughs> I'm not. I'm so sorry. I was going this okay. way. It's okay. So do
1: not take an NBME because you have one less NBME to actually yes. have on your roster. And then you come to me later and you tell us, "Hey, docs, we don't have enough because you've taken so many." Yeah. Okay. And what you don't do is if you don't see a growth. Don't keep taking NBMEs. Spend the time building your foundation. NBMEs are there to say, okay, I'm not gonna take a USMLE step exam tomorrow, but I'm gonna take a baby step exam because fail or not fail, unless your school needs it, you're not, it's not gonna happen, nothing's gonna happen to you. Just basically knowing, okay, before I go play the sport or swing that golf club or go skiing, am I ready for it, guys? So please don't take an NBME, start studying daily. After I would say covering the majority of topics, maybe all of them, obviously, then take an NBME. Assess your weaknesses, do more questions, fine-tune everything, and then at that point, you'll take the test and pass.
0: Beautiful. Let's end it there. Thank you all for sticking around until the end. I hope you found that to be helpful. If you want to learn more about how you can work with us either one-on-one, get access to our drill sessions, or our Step 1 or Step 2 CK coaching programs, don't forget to visit us at usmleguys.com. Thank you for sticking around. I hope that was helpful. We'll see you on the next episode.